So the big question is this. How do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and prove ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is a question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. So, as you can tell, my new microphone cable has not arrived yet. It's supposed to arrive today by 10. So, hopefully tomorrow, if I can set it up and figure it out, I'll be able to have a better mic tomorrow for you guys. And also, tomorrow's my first day of school. And I'm excited because it's going to be my easiest semester yet. It's going to be my easiest year because I'm graduating early. And currently I have, my classes are looking like I've got first through sixth, or first through fifth. And then six, seven, eight are off. So I'm definitely going to go in and change that because... That's unacceptable, because I got a bunch of requ uh, unrequired classes that I'm taking. So I only have to take two English classes and one gym class left to graduate. So I'll be going, I'll be doing first period and second period is English, and then third period is gym. And then fourth period will be lunch, and I'll just leave during lunch. And then the rest of the day I have off. That's what my schedule is going to look like. I tried to go in today, but they didn't let me in. Because today was the freshman day, where all the freshmen go in and figure out their schedules. And I wasn't allowed in because they said the staff was only focusing on the freshmen today. I just, it's completely understandable. So I just followed up on with my counselor and emailed her and told her I'm going in tomorrow. So I want to tell you guys, I have seen some crazy good benefits just from doing this one breath work exercise with a metal straw. <clears throat> so I have a metal straw and it's a, it's a exercise that helps strengthen your core and it definitely works. So you get a metal straw. I get one with a bend in it, so it's harder. And the straw is for resistance, increased resistance. So you put the metal straw in your mouth, and but you put it towards the tip of your lips, so you have to like be precise about where you're breathing in. And then you breathe in through your mouth for like four or five counts. Eventually you want to get longer and longer like right now my record is like eight counts in But sometimes I can only do like four. I don't know. It's, it's weird. And I've been doing it for like two weeks, maybe And That exercise helps so much with increasing your core strength so when you breathe in you breathe into the mouth and then through the stomach so you increase the stomach all the way up and then once your stomach is full you 
finish off through your chest, like breathe through the chest. And then once you breathe all that up, then you hold it. You just hold your breath for like the same amount of time that you breathed in. So if you breathe in for five seconds, you hold for five seconds. And then you exhale for the same amount of time, five seconds. And then you hold it at the bottom for the same amount of time, five seconds. And that's the breath work exercise, but there's actually one thing that I added to it. So I do the breathe in, I hold it, and then exhale. And then on the hold at the bottom, when you're holding it, the exhale for the five seconds, I do a vacuum, which is like a bodybuilding thing. It's basically where you like pull your gut in, like you pull your stomach in. Not with your hands, but you just like control your stomach to go in. And then you go, it's... It's, it's hard to explain on a podcast. Just look up how to do a vacuum. And so I do that at the bottom. And at the beginning, I was terrible at vacuums. It hurt. But I kept pushing through and I kept doing it more and more. And now I'm pretty decent at vacuums. And also, my abs are so much better now. It's I notice that when I'm doing sit-ups. I do sit-ups at the gym with... They, we have this like bench that you can get like an incline or a decline on. So imagine doing the decline bench press, but not decline, not doing bench. You do sit-ups. So we have one of those for sit-ups. And I usually hold on to a 45-pound plate while I'm doing it. And before I was only able to do like, eight to 12 reps, but now I can do 16 reps slowly, like slow descent reps. So my core strength has definitely gone up and it's only been like two weeks. Now I did not see any benefits or results until like today, I'm not even kidding. But there's also one other thing that I have found that it's helped with and I also, at the end of doing that, I do the breath work in the morning after my 30-minute meditation. So I meditate for like 40 minutes, basically, because the breath work, I am meditating still. I have my eyes closed and I focus on the breath. But I also lay on my stomach, like on my mat, because I sleep on a tatami mat. But I lay on my stomach, and it's because my my top abs are my like physiology is really weird in this sense my top abs poke out like if i'm standing straight up my top abs my top two abs poke out more than my chest so it's really weird looking and i've noticed that doing the breath work and laying on my stomach has definitely helped hasn't fixed it yet but it has only been like two weeks but it definitely helps. And my my abs, like, I have good abs, and I've always had, like, defined abs. But my abs have gotten so much more defined, and they look way better. And they're kind of evening out, because one of my abs, like, is bigger than the my top right ab, from my perspective. 
is bigger than my top left atom. It's really weird. But they're kind of evening out. So I foresee in the next couple weeks or months that my abs will be way better. Even more better. So that is one of the exercises that I learned from this guy that I met. His name is Alex. I met him in the beginning of summer. And he's a bodybuilder. And he is like 30 years old. And he's been lifting for since he was like 14 or 13. And he was like the most jacked bodybuilder. He had a video where he was like the most jacked bodybuilder 18 year old in the world or at least one of them and so he's like the real deal and we like talked to him all summer and he told me that exercise and I did it every single day since he taught me that and then he also taught me another thing which is balancing on a ball a medicine ball and doing like squats on it so I've been doing that I'm on like day six and I can do nine squat nine squats consistently. Or nine squats in a row, that's my record. And and then he he also we were talking to him yesterday, I talked about this on the podcast yesterday, but I'm gonna say it again. He taught us another exercise for the uh, another exercise. And so I didn't take it lightheartedly because the last two things he taught me, I've been doing and I've seen amazing benefits. So this exercise that he taught me is a neck exercise. And he said that he wished that he, he's been doing it since our, our age, since he was our age. But he didn't add it till recently, I think. And it's basically where you do the bridge. If you know what the bridge is, it's where you like bend your back. And you're holding yourself up with your feet and le- and hands. It's like where you lay on your back and then push yourself up with your feet and hands. So your back is bent like a bridge. But instead of pushing yourself up with your hands, you push yourself up with your neck. And you basically just put your two feet on the ground bent like you would a bridge. And then you have your arms. I like to rest my arms on my stomach, or rest my hands on my stomach. But in the beginning, I like used my elbows to help support me because my neck was not like strong enough to actually do it on its own. And so I, you basically just like lift yourself up with your neck, and then you like bend your neck kind of up and down. And that's one rep. Or you could just do a static hold. I found that the static hold works just fine in the beginning. And so I just started that literally this morning was my first day. And that's like really what the three exercises that I've added to my routine. And also today was the first day that I did my new, like my new schedule. So I ate one cup of white rice. I cooked one cup of white rice, so it turned out to be like more than a cup of cooked. So it was like like 600 calories. I added that to my day. So I'm going to have 600 calories more every day 
so I'm getting on a bulk now. And before I was just maintaining, I wasn't really worried about my calories, but I'm getting on a bulk now, and I'm still not going to worry about my calories, but I'm just going to eat the same thing every day, and that same thing is 600 calories more than I was eating before, so I'm definitely going to be increased weight. And also, I've moved my time that I go to the gym from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. And the reason for this, he gave me many reasons why I should do it. And it works perfectly because I, I wake up at 4, do my morning routine, and then at 6, I study until I have to leave for school. Or, and then I eat rice and then go to school. And then I come home, eat and then go to the gym. And since I'm only going to have three periods, I'll be able to do it all, plus do an hour of podcasting every day. So it'll work out perfectly. And so the reason why I go to the gym at one instead of in the morning is because he said that, and what he said makes sense to me. If you're going to the gym in the morning, you've only gotten one meal in you. So you're barely going to have any energy, like any calories in you already, and and barely any water also. But if you go in the afternoon, then you'll have all of your meals in you, and then you also will have all of your water in you, plus in the afternoon you have more energy, or you'll be able to lift better. So, I'm doing that now, and... So I'll, I'll be gaining some, I'll be gaining a lot more now. I'm fairly confident in that. And before I was doing push-pull legs seven days a week, just re, like just going every single day, unless I needed to take a rest day every once in a while, or I had to do something that I couldn't go to the gym. But now I'm doing legs pull push rest rest legs pull push and he said that the reason is because when you hit legs well legs first i don't remember exactly why but legs increase test so you want all of your energy on legs so you want to rest up two days and then just go crazy hard on legs and i actually agree because legs is the hardest so you want all of your energy for it and then when and then the next day is pull day because the main difference between the male and the female body is that male has 30% more back muscle so we have to we should be working our backs a lot more so that's like second on the priority list back back day which is pull day for me because I like push pull legs And then third is chest day, just because it's the least important out of the three. And, but it's still like valuable. That's why we still hit it. So legs, pull, push, rest, rest, legs, pull, push. I'm gonna actually have uh, rest days structured into my routine for the first time in a long time. So, 
I've been lifting for a little over two years now. I think like basically two years at this point. Maybe a little bit more, but my gains recently, once I like started, once my diet was better and my test was higher, and I feel like my gains are going to be way better now that I'm working in the afternoon, because I never work out in the afternoon. It's always first thing in the morning, like right, right after I'm done with my morning routine. So I'm, I feel like my gains are going to get a lot better, and it's perfect because I've been uh, prioritizing studying over gym now, and so I was going to cut out gym and then only work out at the gym for three days a week, but now I can basically do the same thing, a little, but except work out a little bit more, four to five days a week, and then I can also get... Uh, I can also have studying first thing in the morning. So I'll like study first. I'm pretty sure studying first thing in the morning is the most optimal. I'll have to look it up, but I study first thing in the morning and I also study at night, like after my podcast, because right now I'm studying two books, which I probably wouldn't suggest, but I just want to read Reality Transurfing and I want to read Expert Secrets and I don't want to wait, so I just figured I'll read them both, but yeah, that's like basically what I'm doing right now, but my, I went today for the first time in the afternoon after having like three meals, and I will say my strength and power, just everything is so much better. I like it a lot more. I felt like I got a way better workout today than I did before when I was going in the mornings. But I wouldn't have changed it because I'm glad I went in the mornings before because that was the most convenient time for me because I didn't have that much energy in the afternoon after school uh, because many reasons. But one of the biggest ones is that I got out of school at 311 but now I'm getting out of school at like 10.30. So I'm going to have a lot more energy in the day. And plus, before I had like low tests, my health was bad. Now I have, I'm pretty sure my testosterone is way, well, I mean, yeah, my testosterone is way higher for sure. And also my health is better. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I wasted my whole morning this morning. I still did all my my morning routine and I studied, but I we didn't go to the park because we were going to work instead. And so I literally just got on my computer and got distracted. And it's because I didn't know what I was going to do right away. And I let myself get distracted. And so the solution that I came up with that I used to do, but then I just stopped for some reason because I developed bad habits. The solution is I'm not going to let myself on my computer 
Like, I'm not even going to go on my computer until I define the critical task for the day. My mission critical task. The one task that I need to do that day. And I define, like, the step-by-step -step outline of how to get it done. So then I can figure it out before and then get on the computer and actually take action. And that second part I actually didn't do before. What I did before was I just defined the critical task and then figured it out on my computer. And then that led to me getting distracted pretty easily. But now I'm going to define it and then not... Like, I'm going to define the task and then outline a step-by-step -step thing in my head of exactly what I need to do. So I'll have a, an outline of what needs to be done. And I think that will help my productivity a lot. Because I should be doing a lot better. But I'm not. And I've been like procrastinating. I'm a entrepreneur right now. I'm not even going to lie. The only thing entrepreneurial-like that I'm doing is the podcast. But I don't really count that because... I mean, it will count once I start getting a big audience but right now i don't really have that big of an audience but i don't really count the podcast because it's just something simple that i do every day it's just something in my routine and what really is what i need to be doing is building some funnels for some people and this morning i actually took action and i joined i signed up for upwork and I, like, applied for one of the jobs on there. And on, I'm basically just going to be a funnel builder and build the person an ad campaign and help them develop their product into a new opportunity and create a new movement for them. Just help them market very well, all in general. And so... Hopefully I get that job. I put my hourly rate as $100 an hour. Because I rem when I was looking at the hourly rate, I remember I was going to do like $15 an hour or $20 an hour. But I remember looking at, or I remember seeing a Hamza video a couple of weeks ago. And he told a story about how he was doing coaching where he was literally doing selling his time for like one hour one dollar an hour one dollar an hour and people weren't really taking it seriously they were just kind of goofing off on the calls and basically just wasting both of their times and then he read a book and on there he said you have to 10x your your time or you have to you have to value your time way more so he like reluctantly after a lot of being like a lot of emotion going through like being scared of fear all this stuff he put like his hourly rate at like a hundred dollars an hour or something like that and then he posted it on his video his youtube channel and he was expecting a lot of hate which did come but people actually joined his calls and took it seriously and and then i also after I saw that, I read in Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets, that you actually have an obligation to 
charge your customers money and a lot of money because people who pay pay attention and that proved that was proved in Hamza's story where when they were paying one dollar they did not pay attention and they just didn't take it seriously but if he was charging them a hundred dollars well that's a higher quality thing and so it was just the same person same training but different price and the people who paid a hundred dollars got way more out of it and they actually they actually got results like the people who were charged one dollar did not get results they always did not like follow through on the plans that Hamza built for them and they were not consistent they were just had bad they were not successful at all but the people who paid a hundred dollars were like way more successful and it's because they paid they invested in their stuff in themselves so we actually have a, res- a moral responsibility to charge a lot of money so that's why I put one hundred dollars an hour also one another reasoning behind it is if everyone else is charging like twenty dollars an hour and I'm charging a hundred dollars an hour well I stand out so then I can actually provide a lot more value and then also he'll take it a lot more seriously and take what I have to say into heart and I'll be a lot more committed because a hundred dollars an hour is no small number for me right now like all summer I've been working for maybe like twenty dollars an hour thirty dollars an hour which is a lot of money for someone my age but it's not a lot of money for me because I know my worth and I know I'm worth a lot more than twenty dollars an hour but most people my age are working like fifteen ten dollars an hour maybe I don't know but I'm not I'm not like that I'm I care about how much I make so I'm charging hundred dollars an hour and we'll see if I get the job I hope I do and I think that I, I definitely know that I could help them a lot I know all the strategies I don't know any of the tactics though so I'll have to figure out the tactics on the way and the strategies is like the how to do something so like I know a lot of the marketing stuff like how you should do something but I don't know the tactics of what to do like what exactly how to do like the outline the plan I don't know what software to use I don't know what how to use the software you know I, I know how to use ClickFunnels, but I'm not that good at it. And I also don't know how to use ClickFunnels for someone else. So I'll have to figure that out. And I want to follow up on you guys about my first client that I got on, I think it was episode 21 I talked about it, where I got my first client after like, a whole week of attempting to get new clients and it fell through and it's because one to be honest I'm kind of too lazy to actually build it which is absolutely terrible on my part I have to fix that and two I texted her and she didn't she like read it but she didn't respond that was like last Wednesday and right now it's Monday so 
I kind of failed on that part, but I'm I'm seeing it as a success because on the journey to be able to get my first client, like when I was first starting, I could not get a client at all because my comfort zone was not, it was way smaller. But after I was like expanding my comfort zone, I was able to go in there confidently and actually talk to her and sell my skills basically, sell my stuff. So I feel like way more confident if I wanted to just go out to another store and try and get a client in person. So that I see it as a success, a success because on the path to getting my first client, I gained the abilities to get clients. I didn't just spend a week to get a client and that doesn't mean that I'll spend another week to get another client. It means that now I have the skills to get another client. I gotta get some water. So on my studies today in reality transurfing, I read about following, going with the flow, and basically is where most people are either a, so in life, here let me explain this first, the alternatives flow is just a chain link, so imagine like a link of chains of cause and effect. So this event will cause that event, which will cause that event, and then it just goes down. So as you live your life, you go down the link of cause and effect. But it doesn't actually work like that in most people's lives because if you, the mind, likes to reason so when you come up with a, a problem, when you come across a problem, your mind likes to reason, so you use your brain to decide the best course of action through logic. So you use logic to decide what is the best course of action through this problem. And most of the time, 99% of the time, it is not the most efficient or energy efficient or optimal way forward. And so as a result, you transfer it to a different chain, a cause and effect chain. And when you transfer, that means that you're not on your, that you're on a different uh, path now, different lifeline. And so nature never wastes energy. Nature always takes the path of least resistance. So if it was up to nature, you would always just go forward in that same chain link. But since you're wasting a lot of energy, you're essentially in a, a boat, a paper boat. So the chain link here, let me explain this. The chain link, imagine you're in a stream, like a river. And when you're going downstream, you're just going down the chain link. So imagine you start flailing your arms around. That is what you do when you come up come across a problem 
And so you start flailing your arms around, splashing the water, just wasting a lot of energy trying to like move around where you could just keep going, like keep going forward. Uh, but so when you do that, you transfer to a different chain link. And the way most people live is they're in like a paper boat that gets helplessly pushed across the stream and they don't really dictate where they're going. They just let life live them, like let life pass them by. And they don't really have, they don't really have any vision or like decisions. They don't make that much control over their lives, really. So they, whatever happens to them, they just say, I'll let fate take the wheel. And then the other type of person is in the boat, but they they actually have a vision for the future, and they like set course to their goals. But instead of going with the flow and letting the flow take them and use most of the energy, take them to their goals, they flail their arms around and try and use a bunch of energy to when they come up across obstacles and things like problems in the road, they flail around and try and swim around and they come up with complicated solutions to simple problems. And that wastes a lot of energy. They may or may not get to their goals, but they follow the kind of saying that you have to fight for your place under the sun. So those are the two types of people, which is fine. They just, they choose to live that way. That's their choice. But the transurfing, transurfing type of person, like the person that transurfing teaches how to become is someone who goes with the flow and they use as little energy as possible to correct course. So they set course towards their goal and then just let the flow of life take them. And then when they come across a problem, they first realize that all problems and obstacles in life are created by the mind. So they figure out where they place too much importance and then they reduce the importance and then the problem usually disappears. And then when they come, when they have to make a decision, they listen to the rustle in the morning stars, which is basically your subconscious speaking or telling you feelings. And most of the time, like most people do not listen to their subconscious at all because the brain feels that it's more logical and it's always right, which is absolutely wrong. It's absolutely not true because if it was, then the heights that our civilization would reach would be astronomical, but that's another topic. So in order to listen to the rustle of the morning stars, you make a decision. So let's say you come across a event where you have to make a decision. Should I wear, should I buy this shirt or that shirt? Should I go to the 
like some decision, any decision that you make in life, and the way you listen to the Russell of the Morning Stars is you imagine yourself having made one decision, and then you quiet your mind, you contemplate the emptiness, and you just feel how you feel your inner peace. Like, do you feel inner peace or do you feel inner tension? It, you'll either feel peaceful or you'll feel like bad. Like you'll have turmoil inside. Or you just won't be able to feel anything. And that just means that you're not like you're not good at listening to the heart. And that's fine because I'm like that right now, too. So you just have to get better. And I forgot how to get better. I think it's just practice. I'm just trying to practice more and more. But if you feel inner peace, then you should go forward with that decision. If you feel inner tension, you should choose the other decision. Or don't make a decision at all if the other decision gives you inner tension also. And so going with the flow is basically how you get to your goals because the story that he told to symbolize this is it actually stuck in my mind so imagine you're in the in like a circle dome i'm changing the story up to make it better and like make it better for me to say because i don't remember the exact story so imagine you're in a circle, a big circle area, and you're at the outer edge of the circle. And there are, and that circle is filled with people. And all on the outer edge is people who are goal determined. They're all trying to get to their goals. And you're one of them. Let's say there's a hundred people scattered all the way across this big circle. And in the middle represents your goal. So the dead center is your goal. So everyone's trying to go towards that goal. But in on the way to the goal, there are so many people, all needy people trying to ask for help, they want money, or all of the and all these problems arise on the way to that center circle, the center of the circle. And the normal person, this is the second type of person I talked to. Remember the first person just lets the paper boat float across the stream, float down the stream. And the second person tries restlessly and uses a lot of energy to swim downstream. So the second type of person who is trying to get to their goal would always get stopped by the people along the way and they'd be like hey can i have money or can i have help i need help or uh and then just many different problems arise for them and this represents the journey towards a goal in life this whole story that's that person and they may make it or they won't but if they make it they use so much more energy. They will have used so much more energy than they would have otherwise. So they basically wasted a lot of energy. 
And that whole, that whole, if they make it, all right, so let's say they make it, then that will represent a story for other people who are like-minded and use the same tactics to get there. Just try and push through all of those people. And then all the other people will try and do the same thing. So everyone will be end up using a lot of energy. And those, the people and the problems on the path that need help on the path to the goal, those arise because of importance. You place too much importance and that's basically excess potential. And so the second type of person, the transurfing person, this, so let's talk about the transurfing person going towards their goal. So they start at the outer, outer edge and they just walk towards their goal. They just put one foot forward in front of the other and then they go with the flow and an amazing thing happens. No people along the way stop them or interrupt them. Maybe they'll get some people stopping them, say, hey, can I have help? But they realize that this person is different and they just move along and they focus on other people. So I want you to imagine this scene. There is a big circle with a hundred people all across the circumference of the circle, the outer edge. And those are goal-driven people. 99 of them are the mo- are like normal people and they... 99 of them are like the second type of person who tries to swim and uses a lot of energy down the stream. That's 99 of them. One of them is a transurfer. Someone who has read, studied, and applied the principles of reality transurfing. That book. Now they all are going towards a goal, which is in the dead center of the circle. Everyone can get that goal. It's no like limited scarcity. Everyone can get that goal. There's enough for everyone. You just have to choose to get there. And and then I want you to add something to that image. On the way to the goal. So in between the outer edge and the center is a lot of people. Thousands of people. It's kind of like a marketplace. Just lots of people standing there. And those are basically representing problems that arise in your life. So let's start the simulation. Everyone starts moving towards the goal. All 100 people. Let's say 70. Let's say all 90. Okay, let's say everyone arises with a first problem. That first problem happens because you place too much importance. So then everyone just tries, all 99 of those normal people will try to come up with the most complicated solution to the problem. But the transurfer will listen to the rustle of the morning stars and they will drop the importance and then remember that this this problem was created by the mind. And they will figure out the simplest solution because nature always takes the path of least resistance. They, ne- nature never wastes energy. So the transfer will figure out the simplest problem. So they, they get through the problem the same energy used just walking forward, which they would have done anyways. 
So basically, they never experienced a problem. But they did, but it didn't really affect them. Now, all 99 other people, let's say 70 of them, get through that first problem. Now, they used a lot of energy to get through that first problem. They had to come up with some crazy solutions because the mind always comes up with the most complicated solutions for the simplest problems. But let's say the 20 or the 29 or so other people that did not make it through their problem, that first problem, they just gave up and they gave up on their goal. So now we're down to like, I'm, I don't know the numbers. I'm just going to say, let's say we're down to one transfer for 70 normal people, normal goal driven people. All right, so now the transurfer realized that they have to drop their importance. So now that they've dropped their importance, they don't experience any more goals or they don't experience any more problems along the way. All of the people that are represented as problems just go, they don't bother the transurfer. They move on to the other 70 people. And so the transurfer, the way to get to their goal, they simply just have to put one foot in front of the other and just keep repeating that. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep doing little things all the way until they reach the goal. So they basically reach the goal in the same time that it would take to walk to the goal. It's because they basically did just walk to the goal. They just simply walk to the center of the circle. So if you know what a radius is, it's basically the distance between the center of the circle to the edge of the circle. So they basically just walked on the radius. They just walked there. Now, let's look at the other 70 people. They came across their next goal. Now, they've already used so much energy. So they have to use a lot more energy on the second goal. And let's say only 50 of them make it through that second problem. And now, I want you to look at their paths. So the transurfer, their path was straight to the goal. All of the 70 other people, now 50, they're walking sideways, diagonal. They're going all different directions, getting distracted by problems. Now, let's say on problem three that arises, 50 of them are left, and then... 20 of them fail the problem three so now there's 30 of them left and so they're closer but their path traveled is not straight towards the goal they're going right they're going left they're cutting turns they're going a lot all over the place they're like a lost pencil drawing a scribble just aimless because all these problems are distracting them on their way and pulling them off course. Now, let's repeat this simulation until they get closer and closer to the goal. 10 people drop out, five more people drop out until finally only one normal person out of the 99 other people make it. So only one person that uses normal worldview strategies makes it. So that's a uh, 1% success rate essentially and they make it to their gold and they had to use a lot of energy and they're going to be happy about making that goal and then 
they'll share that story and everyone else will be inspired and want to do the same thing. So then the cycle will repeat. The new simulation will restart. All Another 99 people will batch up. But let's talk about this. The transfer had a 100% success rate. Now let's make another simulation. 50 transfers, 50 normal people. Let's say one person makes it, which is a 2% success rate. One normal person makes it, which is lucky for 50 people. Uh, these aren't actual numbers. I'm making them up, but it, I'm just representing how bad the world, general worldview is compared to transurfing. All right, so there's 50 normal people, 50 transurfers. Two of the, or let's say one of the normal people actually makes this to the goal after lots of energy wasted. And it took a lot longer too. Now, guess how many transurfers make it? All 50. And it's because they just know how to make it to their goals as simply and quickly and most efficiently possible. You just have to go with the flow. Because the world takes care of us. But all of the goal-driven people don't think that. They think they have to fight their, for their place in the sun. So they do. Because you get what you choose. They chose to fight for their place in the sun. And the transurfers just chose to take, just chose to go out and get it. No, nothing special about it. And so that's, that's how, that's how important, like that's how valuable transurfing is because I am, that's why I'm just going to constantly study it because that's really how you get to your goals by learning all the transurfing principles and applying them. Because I want to be that transurfer. I don't want to be the normal person. I will, like, if before I read transurfing, I was going to be the normal person. And I may have made it. I may have been the one that made it. Who knows? I probably wouldn't have been because that's low odds. And having wasted a lot of energy, I would have given up. But using transurfing, I'm going to get my goals with the least resistance possible. And really, the way you do it, all of those people along the way, all the problems that arise, they represent pendulums. And pendulums grip onto you, onto your importance. But if you don't have importance, if you're empty to them, then they have nothing to hold on to. So they just die. So essentially, the transurfer, all of the people just stop. All their energy around them, all the problems just stop like they just cease to exist. They just slow down. If you know what a pendulum is, it's like a string with something attached to it that like sways back and forth. That's what a pendulum is in real life. But in real life, there's also pendulums. It's the concept of basically problems. And also like school is a pendulum. So you and I are a pendulum. This podcast is a pendulum. I still don't completely understand the concept, but I can give you vague definitions. And all pendulums are out for their own good. They're not, they don't worry about their adherents. And adherents are people who are, whose thought waves are, uh, their thought energy is attuned to the same frequency as a pendulum. And when that happens, 
the pendulum sway swings higher and higher and you're basically feeding the pendulum some energy and it's stealing it's feeding off of your energy so you're reducing your energy but let's say that pendulum tries to grip onto you but you don't have importance so it can't grip onto you so then the sway slows to a to a stop and when the pendulum happens so let's say you stub your toe that's a pendulum trying to get to you and you react negatively they got to you because you had too much importance but let's say you just don't react you slow their sweat but there's another way you can kill a pendulum and for the for example you stub your toe you you laugh you get super excited that isn't an inappropriate response to that because no one does that the pendulum wasn't expecting that and the pendulum will be defeated simply by the fact that you reacted inappropriately and one of the stories that he told in the in the book is he was with his friend or no there was a story i'm not going to tell that one i'm going to tell this one there was a smaller dude who was in a situation where a gang like a real gang what he was in the gang house and they like brought him there unwillfully so he was forced to go there in front of the gang leader and so the person was like oh man this is a bad situation so he couldn't just get out of it by staying indifferent because if he didn't react they still would have beat him up but he reacted inappropriately instead of being scared and all that he like ran straight to the gang leader grabbed him by his ear and said do you want me to break your jaw first or rip off your ear first and so the gang leader got super scared and he def basically defeated the pendulum because all of all of the gang members were were super scared after that and then he was let go because they didn't want to deal with his trouble so he defeated the pendulum and the pendulum let him go so that's basically the power of that and pendulums aren't just like big things like big dangerous things like games it's also like the school for example school is a pendulum and it's also valuable things too like the gym the gym is pendulum everything is pendulum basically and all pendulums are destructive all pendulums don't care about its adherence but you just have to find your pendulums and you have to decide how much you want them to how deep you want them to how deep you will let them into you so for example for me i don't like you can't avoid pendulums it's it's a waste of energy to try and avoid pendulums and it goes against like nature too so that's why you have to find your pendulum so for example for me the gym is a is my pendulum i don't but i still stay indifferent to it but i use it 
I use it to my advantage. And then if it pulls me in too much, I just don't let that happen. Like, I don't go all day to the gym. I don't find the gym extremely important. You have to release your importance towards the gym. And so you basically just have to find your own pendulums. I'm really excited to get my new mic tomorrow. I'm going to have to figure out how to set that up after school. I might have to go to bed late tomorrow. I'm trying not to, though. I'll have to go to the gym quick. Eat quick. Get out of school quick. Do all that. But I'm actually really excited for the new school year because I will have a lot more time and I'll use it on studying and working on my podcasts. And then on the weekends, I'll work on business stuff. But I only have three periods. Like all my whole entire high school career, I always had eight periods. So I always went to school at eight and then got out at like 311. Except for freshman year, because freshman year was weird, because we were on COVID. It was on Zoom. But, and last year, first semester, I had one early dismissal, and that was, like, the best thing ever. So now I'm having literally the entire day off. I just have three periods. I have five periods off. So that's going to be awesome. I'm going to get so much progress. I'm going to grow so much. I'm going to learn so much. I'm also excited for Russell's new book to come to me, The Lynchpin, which is a... He was using that funnel to upsell into Funnel Hacking Live. And I'm reading his Expert Secrets books book, and he said that you use an information product to, to give someone enough knowledge to move them up your value ladder. So he's using that linchpin book to give me enough knowledge to prepare me for Funnel Hacking Live. Because Funnel Hacking Live is the next step on his value ladder. It's the, it's the upsell of that funnel. And since I'm already going and I bought the book, I'm definitely going to study it before Funnel Hacking Live so I can be prepared. That'll be huge. I'll have very good background knowledge, and then I'll be able to learn from him himself in person. So it'll just deepen my understanding and everything like that. I could get some water. Yeah, this episode was really good, I think, because I... Usually, for the past couple episodes, I've been having my computer on, but today I just sat down and recorded my episode before I even turned my computer on, and that helps with my focus a lot. I'm not sure if you guys could tell. I'm sure you guys can, because over the past couple episodes, I was extremely, like, scattered, and I was literally, like, surfing the web on, like, episode 23 or something like that, where I said, everyone has off days. 
and I used that as, as an excuse. No, there's no excuse. That was just a very terrible episode. But I'm keeping it out there because I want you guys to see that even I suck. Like, everyone sucks. And I mean, I'm... I still feel like, even though I'm speaking very confidently on my podcast, I go throughout the day just like everyone else. It's like, problems arise, all of these. I'm not good at following the transfer print, but I'm getting better and better every day, and that's all that matters. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave... Make sure to remember the Eagles.